from the bungalow last show from the bungalow you're moving back to your house we are in the process we've had a moving a uh, couple moving trucks come in the last couple days um and the guys uh, have been at melissa's beck and call um this goes there that goes here you know they've been she's uh telling them what furniture goes where and and i don't like it there put it somewhere else no, she's met, met these poor kids now, now the melissa i remember loves having um fit young guys doing stuff for her at her beck and call. So is she enjoying this? Absolutely every minute. Yeah. You know, and the topless for the guys just wasn't mandatory, but they volunteered quickly, so that was of nice. Course. Plus it's a warm day. It helps. Well, yeah. They, they, they were thoughtful, and they wanted her to be happy. <laughs> and you love her being happy, too. I do. Yeah, it's mm. like, you know, they go into the bullpen for me. You get How does that? How's I'll, the drive, house? I'll drive that final lap. Uh, How's the house? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, I can't tell you. How, how good it feels to pull up to the driveway and be able to turn the key and walk inside and it's all freshly painted and there's right. fresh carpeting everywhere and we're just, you know, I mean, literally the, the company that moved us out of our place after the smoke from the fire, they cleaned everything we own, every piece of furniture, every piece of fabric, every knickknack, every trophy, every painting on the wall, every poster. Did you get frame, underwear everything. back with skid marks removed? I mean, how thorough were they? We totaled those. Allstate stepped up and replaced those. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sent them. I sent them a photo, and they're like, "No yeah. damage beyond yeah. repair." Yeah. Wow, smoke damage. Um, Are you sure this came from the furnace? <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny too because my Allstate reps have really. I mean, it's it's been a war with them, and I think we've talked about it a couple times. Well, it's a negotiation. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're they never adjust up. I think you said mm-hmm. adequately, um, and and they've they've not fought me, but they've made me validate and legitimize every claim. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've said yes to everything. I mean, well, they literally have said yes to everything we've asked. In the end, I think they did a good job, but they also make you jump through the hoops. That's part of uh, making they a do. claim. And I, and I can respect that's their job and they're doing they're doing theirs and I'm doing mine and it's right. just business, it's, you know. But gosh, it but must it's, be, it's so be so nice, nice to have your house back together. Hmm. Well, it's getting there. It's getting there. I mean, you know, you know, you know how we've been collecting things for the, the whole time I've known you, thirty some years. I don't think I, I've. It's so funny. Hmm. I've I haven't sold anything ever. Really? In my life, I don't think on eBay. Ever. Nothing. Nothing. I have donated to charity. I have given away. I've thrown in the garbage, but I don't think I've ever sold anything. I don't think I've ever even sold a car. I've traded a car in. The two huh. times we bought new cars in our life, we traded a car in. But I've still got everything I've ever touched, unless I've donated or thrown it away. I've never sold right. anything. Are ever. you reaching a point, because most of us do, where you're looking at it all and you're going, I don't want to own all this stuff. I want a manageable amount. Well, that's it's funny. As we've been living four months like we were camping with a minimal amount of stuff because of space con, you know, constraints and because most of our stuff has been shipped off, being cleaned and stored for four months. Right. Um, we're we're kind of making a vow to go into this, but you know, before we put things back in a closet or back in a drawer, 
We're going to, and we're not going to go full Maria. What's her name? Uh, Maria, Maria Kondo. Kondo the, yeah. Maria Calendar, no, the lady who bakes the pies and the frozen no, food. No, Calendar is the, is the, yeah, that's the microwave TV dinners. Marie right. Kondo gonna, is the, I, I know, I trying, I, is I the Asian gal who t- t- makes you throw away 90% of your stuff. You don't, you yeah, don't buy that. If it doesn't that. bring you joy. If, hmm. uh, no, I, we're going to do that. We're not going to go full religious Maria Kondo on okay. it. But we're going to, we're going to decide what we can live without and we're not going to reclutter. Yeah. You know, and I, that, I say that having, having yeah. do, I know I say that having spent the last 15 years recluttering my life yeah. from when we moved into this place. Uh, that's like well, trying like, to give up pizza because uh, uh, junk, as soon as you think about getting rid of it, looks like a great slice of pizza. <laughs> well, you got good stuff too, Spike. I mean, you could probably make some money on some of that stuff if you, if you want. You know, it's, I mean, it's, that's, it's funny, Joe, that's, that's, that's something we, we will be considering because there was always the thing with Melissa about privacy. And you guys all know that. Yeah. You know, um, there are no pictures of my daughters on this, on the internet. None. I mean, I, I, I did post something on Father's Day this year on Facebook. And Melissa let me do it. And she, I don't know if she realized it, but there were no pictures of Darby. There were no pictures of Ryan, at least in association with Spike's daughter. Because of the life we led. And while we were amicable and we were friendly, we were inclusive. Yeah, you didn't have as many people silly, despise stupid. you as I did ever. Right. <laughs> um, but you never know the one thing you say that's going to send somebody over the edge. And Melissa's always been very, very um, serious about our privacy. And that, that being said, well, we've never had a garage sale. She wouldn't want strangers coming in. Oh, Lisa's just, I want to, to go through Spike's stuff, you know. Yeah. I want to see Spike's think- stuff. Yeah, I don't think that's the way you're going to get top dollar. I mean, it would take some time, but you're a guy that has, frankly, some time on your hands right now, and you might could figure out how to put things online and uh, and you know get some good money for some of your stuff. Even vinyl, you would not believe what vinyl records are worth to these kids these days. I mean, it's no, uh, I, I, an old Led Zeppelin the wrong record could be too. worth yeah. be worth fifty bucks. You know, just, I'm going the wrong direction because I just spent fifty bucks on a first pressing of some girls with the original faces on it all the so you're oh, wait a minute, you are a buyer of that stuff <laughs> dude um, i tell you what for father's day melissa is so funny was like what do you want for father's day what do you want for your birthday what do you want for christmas and i'm um i don't ever want anything i've got everything i've ever wanted i really do i mean we, we've been so lucky so long the three of us and I, I think back of the things we got to experience and do and be a part of and 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 collect and i'm really blessed i know i'm blessed but, um, you know, I lost the last time we had a fire back in 2000 or 19, 1979. I lost my original copy. Yeah. Right. I lost my original copy of Some Girls <laughs> with, with Marilyn Monroe and Judy Garland mm-hmm. and Lucille Ball and um, Jane Mansfield and Bridget Bardot. And I forget who there's another one on there, too. And it, it was like the, the little picture windows, like a slide out yes. thing. Wow. Yes, I have that somewhere. I, I remember that. That's well, worth 50 um, bucks now. Seal Ball sued the Stones because they printed that cover without any of those ladies' permission. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and 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 then and and, and then it evolved after like two, three original pressings to this partner appearance cover under construction thing, where the where the famous women were blocked out, and their little colored windows were put in there instead. And I was I was online and I saw and I I did a Google search and somebody had a, literally a first pressing still in the cellophane wrapper of the Some Girls album with the original cover. So I bought it for Father's Day for myself. Wow. 
I've got the original, but it's certainly not in not good shape. And it's, yeah. uh, I've also got the uh, Leonard Skinner Street Survivors, where they're surrounded in flames. flames. Yes, after fire the crash. crash. Yeah, yeah, after the, the crash. After the yeah, crash, got, I remember that. Yeah, they did. But they I went all that. black. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Spike, how much did you pay for this? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yep. Yep. All right. So you're not the type of guy who who will want to sell stuff on eBay. Let me let me just say this ahead of time, I and I don't mean to be a downer because I'm not actually. I, I think you're more likely to give stuff away, and I'll tell you why. Selling stuff on eBay, Joe, back me up. It's work. It's a job. It is. You got to have a lot of time on your hands, and that's why I'm thinking now is while you're kind of you know down as far as not being able to get out, we're all kind of shut in. This is a good time to do that sort of thing. I think. Yeah, you're right, and and Ryan's move. I know I told you my daughter Ryan's moving home from New York. She's going to live with us for about you know who knows oh, three even four, better. Six months, whatever she it does it, she does it, and then uh, gets a percentage which applies to her rent. Mm. That's what we're thinking too. Because she's already does that. That's what she does. Does I mean, she do that? Her, to, is she good well, at that sort of stuff? She worked at a clothing yeah. store where she would take old holy jeans oh. from Capitol Hill that she would buy for ten bucks and take them to New York and convince people okay. these are ones the jeans that people rioted in on Capitol Hill in Seattle. These are worth three hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, and, Ryan and, got, got fifteen hundred bucks for a Zeppelin tour shirt. Remember I told you that story? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ryan sold a Led Zeppelin so, tour shirt for fifteen hundred dollars. So all right. So he, you make a deal with her. How much are you charging her rent to move in the house? Oh, nothing. Of course, are you kidding me? Yeah. Nothing. The, the idea is that they move here because I mean, her her guy, and this has been a point of contention too. Her guy, um, he's never been west of the Mississippi. He's a New York kid. He's a Long Island kid. Wait a actually, he's you know? moving into your house too. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. You're going to be multi generational. Uh, they're uh, they're they're uh, they're a couple. They've been a couple for a couple of years now, and he's a great great guy. I've met him. Gonna have Are they going to get married and have kids? I'm not I'm not a privy to that portion of their relationship. Well, but gonna, you should ask. I mean, you can ask, especially if it's they're gonna be, It's going to be like there Archie you. and the Meathead in the early days. Nah. You're gonna, you've got your. I mean, you got your. You know them living upstairs, just like uh, the little daughter had with the yeah. with the. Mike and Gloria, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all in one, all <laughs> under one roof. Mm. Well, luckily, luckily they'll be downstairs. You've, you've been to our house. We have square feet up, 1,900 square foot. Oh, yeah. yeah. We you bought the house when my mother-in-law was a part of our life. And Ryan and Eddie will have their own little kind of studio down there and, you know, yeah, yeah. own bath, their own laundry, their own everything. So, so we want them to be able to, um, to explore the area, find work, um, build a little nest egg, and then move out when they're ready to move out. Mm. That's nice. So, uh... Uh, I'd be charging them, but but I didn't charge my kids. But when they wanted to boomerang back, I didn't let them. That was how I charged yeah. them. But well, she's been eight years in New York, man. So yeah, we're, she's we're, been on there. She to have and she's going to get sick of it pretty quickly. Oh yeah, no she's offense. Been she's been nothing but independent. No, she's been nothing but independent. Yeah, she's, she's last thing she wants is my ass looking over. But it'll be know. interesting to see how that dynamic develops. You know, some of our best radio we ever had was you telling stories about her. Oh yeah, so. uh, and some of the pe some of the stories people talk back to me and re quote back to us are always yeah. about her. Yeah, so I would love to hear uh, what her what she's up to. All right, so you're moving back in. Last day at the what do you call it? The bungalow. The Last bungalow. Show at the bungalow. Back yep. into your house, and um, as far as selling stuff goes, I've I've been doing this, uh, and in fact, I thought I sold everything I was willing to sell. 
And then I did another purge. And in the bedroom right next to me, I have a pile of 10 or 15 old pieces of equipment that I'm never going to use again. But I love them. Jeez. It's like, I love yeah, no. this little Allen and Heath mixer. It's an awesome mixer. I remember when I first figured out how to use it and checked out the EQ on it. It's really good EQ. And I'm like, but you have a state-of-the-art one right now that you use, and that one you're never going to use again. And I go, but I love it. Is that sort of how you feel? Of course. Yeah. And, and you and I both kind of very similar. We, we're, we're passionate about what we're passionate about. Yeah, we're sentimental, too. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because I know that you've bought equipment in that arena of online and oh. vintage. Yeah. So, you know, I know you have, because I remember when you bought something from Pete Townsend, you got me an autographed Pete Townsend picture out of the yeah, deal. I didn't actually buy it from Pete Townsend. I sold my junk to that's, that's, um, Pete That's Townsend. what I'm at. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm I sold old stuff and um, Pete Townsend bought it and he forgot about it. And his, uh, I'll never forget how this, it was like somebody bid on the stuff and it was vintage classic stuff that you was used to make records that was becoming rare. And I was downsizing and going with Pro Tools and I wasn't going to have a big monstrous studio and somebody bam 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 bought my three biggest pieces for full price no questions asked on ebay and i was like fantastic and the um the username of this ebay buyer was eel pie and i thought that's a little bit odd like three weeks go by and no payment and i start writing notes and this woman emails me back and she goes, oh, sorry, I can't believe he was in the middle of the night buying stuff again. I thought maybe it was his wife, but I didn't know who it was. And she said, uh, we'll get right back to you and we'll pay it. You know, it's like his handler. And then I looked up Eel Pie Studio and it was Pete Townsend's studio in London. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and um, I said, well, that's all right. And it's okay. I'm so sorry. It's been so long. I said, well, if you could get me an autograph, uh, that would make it worthwhile. And we, we each got an autographed Pete Townsend photo. It's very nice. Yep. And I'm sure that woman is tired of forging his signature, but she did it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was authentic because yeah. it was so badly done. But, but let me give you a little <laughs> primer. And for anybody listening about selling stuff on eBay and Joe Chipping, because you, you do this too. Uh, you have to basically clear a runway of time. Usually it's hours. Grab a bunch of stuff, assemble it, and then your job is to sell it. Or maybe Ryan's job, if you make it part of her rent. Yeah. Uh, and, this, and selling it means researching it, writing a nice description, like the way Joe wrote great descriptions of everyone who's coming on the show. And then you got to do some homework on eBay. You search the same item you're selling, only you search under completed items. So you can see everyone who's sold this item in the last six months or whatever, what they actually got for it. Completed items will be in green, right? Unsold items will be in a different color, a depressing color, maybe gray or black or something, or red. And then, uh, then you have an idea what the market is. And you ask for a reasonable amount, depending on... And then keep in mind how much it's going to cost you to pack and ship it. Have I, have I missed anything, Joe? Well, the asking for a reasonable amount part is the only part you got to decide is, do I really want this? 
or do I, by all circumstances, want this out of my life? Right. And if you, by all circumstances, want it out of your life, don't ask for a reasonable amount. Ask for a penny and, uh, and start at a penny. Yeah. Yeah. Let people bid and then make sure they know what the shipping charge is going to be for them. Yeah. Uh, and then right. you may get a dollar. You may get a hundred. You may get a, a, a thousand. You may get 50 cents. But, but you will, get you it will out be going life. out to UPS with a box and it'll be gone. Yes, it'll be out of your life. <laughs> nice. Now, are you, that's are the you bottom paying, line, man. Is all your stuff, not? are you not paying the store stuff? Do you not have a storage unit or anything? Or is it, you don't no, still have at a your house? Unit. You have a storage unit? You still have a storage okay. unit, yeah. You that's still have a storage unit? I got a 17-year anniversary card from the public storage people. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm that's a, the... St- that's the stuff you got to start with. It's the yeah. stuff you're you're paying to hide, and and, and I know because paying I'm paying to hide it from yourself. I'm yeah, paying not to look wife. at my crap. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I had lunch with the king of the storage units yesterday, and uh, and he was Ooh. very happy because he got down to six. He got rid of one yesterday. Oh, you're kidding me? No, he he got down to uh, six storage units and two boats in our lunchtime. Is it someone we out- know? Oh, yes. You know him well. Alan and White? Problem, yes, it's yeah. Alan. And, <laughs> oh, see, no. You outed yeah. him, Bob? Joe? Well, well, Jesus. Well, and then the problem is Alan's stuff is good stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you know, member, so you don't just want to go throwing stuff out. And he has more storage units than any man I know. And, and one got up to, and I won't say how much, but it was in hundreds of dollars a month. And he said, enough is enough. Mm. And he said, I can't believe that there was an old lampshade that had no business, you know, even existing. It should have been thrown away. I mean, all this stuff. And, of course, he's got the probably the drums that he played, you know, with George Harrison on and good stuff, too. But a lot of it was junk. And Alan's problem is, uh, and I will talk about him a little here, he won't use being Alan White uh as like I know Spike, you won't hesitate to use me and Spike if you can to enhance the value a little. You know he. Yeah, like, you bet. Oh, well, I, man. I, I, Lena I Ford rubbed st- against me in these jeans. Trust me, her right. DNA is I, all I, over them. Alan is like, I want the stuff to speak for itself. I don't want it to be enhanced by the value of me being the owner. In fact, he sold a boat anonymously while we were sitting there yesterday. Wow! And got himself down to two <laughs> boats. He's uh, he and he he was so happy. And I said, Alan. I, I said, I know it's an old cliche, but I don't know if you've heard it. The happiest day is the, uh, of a boat owner is the day you buy it, the day you sell it. And he's like, you know, I got half what I paid for that boat. He said, now, I did put many thousands of dollars into it, but but the bottom line price is a guy gave him half of what he paid like 20 years ago. So he was so thrilled yeah. to, to get rid of that boat. Did the but guy know the, it was Alan White? And he no, he insisted that he, he he didn't because the guy the guy who was selling it for him said, you know, let me tell him who you are because that will make the deal go really smooth. It's like Alan's like no no, and mostly it's like no because if there's a problem with the boat, I don't need anybody sure. you know, coming back. This is a <laughs> this is a buy the boat and take it away because this is a boat that this was the third on the list and it had been right. sitting uh, for a while and needed some work. But uh, but the jo- first thing Spike is. 
get rid of the stuff you're paying. And I'm I'm talking to myself here too. That, you still I have, have a storage, storage unit too? Oh, full, packed full of vinyl. Spike, I will sell you. I've probably got. I would have sold you a original <laughs> Stones for thirty bucks. I mean, I went when KISW went out of business after Kathy Faulkner and and all the music directors and Mike Jones picked through and took what in nineteen. 95 was the prime stuff i just took the boxes and took them home they were abandoned they were going into a dumpster is that so, because the station was going to compact discs it, yes yeah. and it went we went from aurora avenue to uh to the uh, what we came the spam cans and yeah. remember we broadcast there for about a month yeah. and they abandoned the building and they were just going to leave it there for anybody to just throw away in the dumpster so and i don't even know what's in some of these boxes uh, wow. but i said well if nobody else wants them i'll take them and it was a bunch of vinyl records well I'm all sure right how, to- how about this look we're doing a podcast how about the last five minutes of the podcast are tradio and we <laughs> <laughs> and we sell our crap to the wonderful people oh. who enjoy listening to us do you guys want to do that well, I used to, I don't know if you guys remember, but I used to give away my crap every day. I gave away I remember stuff. every, yep, every day stuff. I came in with something new uh, because <laughs> yep. I have lots of stuff. <laughs> um, but but that involves me actually going to the storage unit, which involves me finding the keys. And, so, I and, and this is, the, by the way, this is what it comes down to. Getting rid of stuff is actually work, which is why most yeah. of us don't do it. It's it's not, uh, if, it, if it was... If it was worth it, you would have done it before. Uh, case in point, back around 2008, I thought we should have a decent printer, a real printer, the kind of a printer that a business would have. Because Lisa and I were doing all kinds of printing. We had lyrics when we had recording sessions. We had so much going on. And I was so tired of paper jam and, you know, little printers that only held a little bit of paper. And so I bought a laser printer, and it was a $1,500 printer, but I got it online at a steal for like eight or 900 bucks. Still a lot of money. And it was a huge printer. One person could not carry it, okay? One of those business printers. And it worked fine for 10 years, and then it started doing things like it would have error messages on the screen, and you'd reboot it and work for a little while. And then it had an error message that said, scanner won't work. And it was like, clean paper jam. And I would clean the paper. There was no paper jam. And then I called and it was like, to get it fixed, you had to bring it somewhere. And it was $300 worth of labor. And um, that's just to get started. And so I'm like, should I spend $500 fixing this printer? And then... Like it sat there for a while and I was like, I should find someone I donate it to because that's a thought you have. Like something that isn't worth my time to fix, maybe someone else will be just thrilled with the idea of, you know, adopting my orphan bad piece of equipment. No one wanted it. I called like a, a secondhand computer store. They're like, yeah, people don't buy things that heavy anymore. And so. Seriously. Yeah, so finally I looked at, like, do- I was like, well, I'll donate it because there are these things called uh, WinCycle and, uh, you know, RePC and places that do that. And I called those places and they were like, big old printer? Nah. And so finally I wanted to take it to the dump. But the dump in Vermont 
does try to recycle old electronics. They offer it to anyone who wants it. Dump pickers, basically. And so that's what I did. I drove down to the dump. I unloaded it from my car, still remembering what I paid for it. So Alan did very well with his boat because I'm sure it was very similar. And um, <laughs> well, and, and as I left it there, I was like, maybe you'll find it a good home. Yes, it'll go out on the farm and it'll run around with all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's been crushed. And it just yeah. fell bad. And, and it should be worth something, but it's not worth the hassle. And well, in this state, I think they would have charged you twenty five bucks to take that thing yes. in to recycle it. Yes. Any 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 electronics and uh, old appliances and things you can't even dump in yes. the dump. It's yeah. it's not a you know it's not. Uh, and do you know why Vermont doesn't right? do that? Yeah, it's got less people and more space for one thing. Probably. Well, and we have so much space that there's plenty of places to just throw it off the side of the car into the woods, and people would do oh, that. No. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's abandoned cars. There's, you know, it's rural. Right. Right. And 25 bucks goes a lot further in Vermont than it does around oh, yeah. here. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's what it's like. But I'll tell you, it feels really good to have less, less stuff. It feels yeah. good. It's just less in your backpack. However you yep. do it. And that's what uh, Alan and I were discussing, and he's really pushing for. It's like, you know, kind of, I think as you age, you downsize a little bit. And as you've accumulated things and you go, you know, I want less stuff to worry about. And I'm starting to hit that stride a little bit now, but not apparently enough to actually do anything about it. And mm. and I'm still an accumulator. I saw yesterday a guy, free hot dog cooking machine to nonprofit. And I'm like, gosh, mm. I'm not a nonprofit. It, but man, I'd love me a hot dog cooking machine. <laughs> you would like love a hot those, dog cooking machine. Oh wow. yeah, it's what like a, limited what those, 7-Eleven. Well, yeah, it's one of those with the rollers. You, you would know, like to come rollers? home and yeah. see popcorn and hot dogs on the counter, sitting yeah, there under a heat lamp, uh, ready for you at any time. Well, you could cook fifty hot dogs on this thing. I could find a time. How I many mean, of those will I'm, you eat? Well, I don't know, but, you know, as a teacher and as a person, as someday we're going to be able to gather in, you know, groups again, and maybe there we would want some hot dogs, and it was free. I mean, it By was, the way, this is the worst kind of craving, craving something that you might get to use someday. By the way, I will say this. I got something for free this week, mm -hmm. and I had to drive to Kent to get it, and I thought Kelly was going to be mad, but she loves it. Huh? And I didn't tell her. I said, I'm just bringing it home. If, if I'm going to deal with the heat if, if it comes. Mm -hmm. And we actually got it from one of our old colleagues, uh, Greg MacArthur, our production director oh. for many years. Uh, and, you know, I've killed two fridges during the uh, COVID times. So was this, a, about was this that. a big fridge? It's a little fridge, and it's perfect. Uh, Greg had had it in his studio, and he says, I'm getting rid of a little fridge. He put a picture online and uh, uh, free to a good home. And I said, I would, that looks great. I would love a little fridge. So I drove down there and got it. And the people you want to get stuff from, uh, at least radio terms-wise, is the engineers and the production directors. They're really? super particular about their stuff. Oh. They take good care of it. You yes. know, it's all 
perfect. This fridge looks brand they're, they're new. They're neat and clean without having to be gay. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. It's this 15-year-old <laughs> fridge. It, he, he has the original the original paperwork. He has It has a lock on it. You can even lock this thing. But now it's a real... It's a radio station, Joe. Everything had a lock on it. You're going to put your hot dogs in there so no one steals them? <laughs> well, it's a problem because, I mean, now I've got it in my man cave. And literally when I'm sitting there watching the TV, just in the right, my right vision to the my to the right of my tv there sits a fridge so all the time now before i used to have to think about oh i'm gonna have to get out of this chair and actually walk upstairs if i want to get something to eat or drink now it's like you know what it's sitting right there i can almost reach it and it's gonna probably make for harder to regulate my uh my uh, consumption when I'm sitting there watching TV. I was, I was about to say, is this part of your healthy plan to make it easier to not have to even walk? Well, it's, just, it's, it's part of my plan to have a place to put some food because we're down to one fridge and that's mm. tough. I mean, it's a, I shouldn't mean, you I, cut I, back to half a fridge? Well, this is what this is. It's now I've got a fridge. fridge and a, yeah, I've got a fridge and a oh, half. I see. Now, That's so. the half fridge. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so now, and that frees up our real fridge for all the real food. I mean, you get the the soft drinks. Not that I drink soft drinks, but the uh, what the do you soda drink, waters. I drink a lot of the uh, uh, like soda waters, the San Pellegrinos, yeah, yeah. the seltzer waters. I, uh, me too. I drink those. I'm on that kick. I, I hardly ever have a soda. I still will have one, but uh, you know, I'm not uh, in soda anonymous. But uh, but I'll go weeks without having a soda. Yeah, I go, uh, and I'll still drink some beer now and then. Although I really got to get rid of that because that is the calorie killer. Even if I'm going to keep drinking, I need to get rid of the beer. But uh, I don't you drink get rid of any- that mini fridge. Then Joe, that thing's a beer magnet. Well, I know it is. It's, it, it, they, it fits really comfortable in there. I've noticed. It even has the you little put it right thing next on, to your chair. Well, it's got the, the thing in the door where you can put cans of beer all stacked up on top of each other, and then they come out the bottom, kind of like a, oh, yeah. a vending machine almost. I mean, it's a. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Greg. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but it was really nice of him to just. Mm. It's like I need to get rid of something, and he did. But it's something I could actually. Uh, actually put to use okay so my favorite bob spike and joe is hypocritical bob spike and joe so the two guys who've just lectured you about getting rid of stuff (laughs) yeah are still acquiring stuff me too and um and and we do this negotiating bargaining with ourselves so joe's bargain you know is it's half a fridge with the stuff that i sell my bargain is if it's a bunch of stuff and I sell it, I'll take the money I got from it and buy one new thing that costs more, that takes up less space. Yeah, and it's well earned money. I mean yeah. you're you're just you're it's your you're not costing Lisa or, or your estate anything. This is money you put into stuff, so it should be money you can use for stuff. Yeah. You should tell her that because actually if she sees anything, she gets half usually. Yeah, I think uh, I, I bet she gets some stuff now and then. Now she's she is so frugal. Guys, as tough as she was on me and as much as she made me save, which if I hadn't saved, I just would have, you know, I would have three used planes for sale. Uh, but 
she does not. I wish she blew money. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's super, no cons- What's super conservative. Yeah, on no, the money, she does. Which is I'm, great. When she buys stuff, it's like I talked them down to five dollars, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Please don't look at the credit card this month. You know, but it's it, it's fine. Um, so look, good luck with that. It's the Thanks. toughest thing in the world. What you're thinking of doing, downsizing your stuff, extremely tough, and. With my experience with that printer, which I ended up taking to the dump, um, you may get more satisfaction and instant gratification going to goodwill than you will listing, selling, waiting, right, shipping. Right, right, right. And it's funny because you know we we had, the the movers were in there yesterday. Today they'll be back again tomorrow. With I mean, literally three days worth of stuff just to move us back into our house, mm. um, and. Most of what we have is clothing, you know, and coats. So I have so many coats and don't need. Well, I get home and Melissa has gone through my stuff with the movers. And I'm watching the movers and they, each of them have a full wardrobe box full of my old shirts. Golf shirts, dress shirts, t-shirts. Mm. And she had literally had to take whatever you want out of these boxes for the three guys moving us in. And I'm like, that's, I'm, I'm glad because I don't have to... Yeah purge my stuff my wife did it for me that's I mean, good there's stuff she likes to see me in that she kept you know and but we had we have had, we got so much stuff it's ridiculous but if when you we if, you, on, if you do get rid of it however you choose it's a mm-hmm. wonderful feeling it's a little bit like weight loss mm. easier too uh well you can't just get rid of 50 pounds in a day but you can do that with stuff mm-hmm and if you're going to Goodwill, let me tell you, be ready to wait. I was there not oh. giving away stuff, but I drove by there today. It looks like people were in line for a coronavirus test. There was 50 cars Come at Goodwill waiting, waiting to give away stuff. because they, They've been all, shut down for months, Bob. Oh, yeah. so it's open. They've been okay. shut down, and everybody has done the same thing. They've gone through every drunk junk tour they got. They, are, I mean, they've had four months to tear their house apart and go i gotta get rid of this stuff and nobody will take it well now they're finally reopening but uh the one i was cheese shopping today and you the were what? one next cheese shopping i went uh i went there's if you want to that's I mean, an actual wanna, uh, that's an actual name for a kind of shopping well it's a, a place called shopping Big, for cheese <laughs> yeah yeah but Big you, John. But you have got to go. I'm not interested in anything else today. I'm just going to shop around and look at all the cheese I can see. Well, and it was on a whim. Actually, it was impulse cheese shopping, if you must know. I was. I didn't start plan my day thinking I was going to cheese shop, but I did. And there's a place called Big John's PFI. Actually, Mr. T, our old producer, took me there 20 years ago. Mike uh-huh. Trocklockus. And if you want to see some cheese, I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see more. I mean, do you like feta cheese? I love feta cheese. Oh, okay. It's my favorite. Well, it goes you with want, that salad dressing so well. Do you, want, do you want Turkish feta? Do you want American feta? Do I would you want, want every kind of feta, and I would need to buy half a refrigerator to put it in. Well, they have 12 different kinds of feta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you like Gouda cheese? I, would, uh, got, I don't know about that one. Well, they got a case of that stuff uh, of all kinds of flavors and, and also olives. If you like, did olives, your doctor they, advise you to do some kind of all cheese diet? 
No, I just was kind of, uh, once again, I saw this and I said, I hadn't thought about that place in a long time. And I happened to be in the neighborhood uh, right by the Goodwill down by the stadiums here in Seattle. And I said, I know this place is around here. And they had moved, but they're still in, in the area. And it's a specialty food store. Uh, where they will sell you huge hunks of cheese. They will sell you uh, big uh, bags full of olives. They will sell you hunks of salami, but they won't slice it. They don't have a slicer. So if you want to buy uh, like salami, sure, sure. You, you buy a hunk, uh, yeah. but it's the best. You do I mean, realize you're going to need another refrigerator by the end of this show. Oh, I, well, what yeah. I need is a freezer. I need a, a, a Can you freeze freezer. cheese? No, but uh, I need. I think the, what I want is a is a freezer. My garage was where our old fridge was, and I think I need a freezer just for like storing. Because when we did get the new fridge from King and Bunnies, I gotta say maybe it's just an adjustment period. But we went with the freezer on the bottom, and mm. so far that's not working that great mm. for me. All right, and this I think is, it's this because- has been fascinating. Um, a, a thought I just had. For some reason, alcoholics keep other alcoholics sober, but hoarders do not keep other hoarders sober. This, no. Throughout this whole conversation. <laughs> I'm just thinking, we just keep, I could use we just one keep, of those. We've two. acquired yeah. stuff for an hour. It's so strange. Yeah. We should well, help each other, but we're, we're not doing that. If you get up here and you want to see some cheese that'll blow your mind, you let me know. Cheese that'll uh, blow my mind. Sure. Well, it's, it's the selection. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you and the All price right. is amazing, too. All right, let's move on. And I, I apologize. I, I got started late tonight, but I, I have to end sort of on time. Joe sent a bunch of stories uh, for us to peruse about. I think we should start going through a few of them. And at the end of the podcast, uh, I can tell you a story myself. I was on TV tonight and i'll tell you why uh first off uh, this is interesting joe um if you want to travel abroad most countries don't want american tourists but there are a few countries uh and i'd be curious to know why that have no problem with americans you know from our covid infested country coming to their uh, particular whatever hotels or whatever they have. So, uh, which one's your favorite location, Joe? Well, of all these, and these are not, there are several places you can go, like with some rules, like uh, 72 hour waiting period after you have a test, right. quarantine when you get here. But these are no questions asked. If you have an American passport and you show up, they will let you in with your american dollars okay and the and the only countries i think uh this is this is not just a sample these are the only countries that i am aware are of. are you kidding there's like 183 countries in the world and this is only nine countries yes that you can actually just like no visa no no coronavirus test no nothing get, get on so a plane and go americans are banned from more than 90 percent of the world well all of europe pretty much uh uh you know i don't think they want to see us in new zealand or australia or anywhere like that i mean there are countries other than these like say you want to go down to uh um uh uh the uh islands down there like the bahamas Bahamas? you can still go you can go to the bahamas but you have to uh have a uh, uh i think a test and you have to uh be uh, you have to quarantine uh, i see this quarantine is, and this all is that. with no test no questions asked 
Right, exactly. Come on in, That's bring right. your virus as long as you have some dollars. Right, and uh, and uh, they'll, they will let you go there. And I've only right. been to, of these, I have only been to two, so I can't speak for all of them. I've been sure. to a few of them. You've been to Albania? That's one no. you can go to. Uh, I've been to the Dominican Republic. I've been to Mexico, of course, many times. I have not been anywhere else, though. So I've been to two out of the nine. Turkey, Tunisia. I don't even know where that is. Uh, Serbia. That is, that's where they filmed Star Wars, I think, like the first one. They're out there in the desert yeah. in uh, Tunisia. The, Come on out. Socially distant. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Bring your own yeah. water. Uh, North Macedonia. Where's that? That, I believe, is a province of Spain, but I am not even sure. That's a great question. I love that Mexico will let Americans in. Now, if you're at all aware of global news, you know that Mexico, that there's one thing, um, you know, obviously tourism isn't isn't happening in Mexico, but there's one thing that's really cooking in Mexico. Do you know what it is? Coronavirus? Um, crematoriums. Murders. Crematoriums oh, are crematoriums. packed and Ooh. running 24-7. This is in Mexico? In Mexico, yeah. They, wow. It's out of control. They don't keep good track of it. And they're just basically, you know, riding it like a cowboy. And uh, wow. huge high death toll. But uh, let's see, the Maldives, how do you pronounce it? Maldives? Maldives, I, I Maldives. believe. Yeah. Yeah. Maldives, yeah. I don't know why they would want us. That's a beautiful, expensive vacation area. <laughs> Is it? World's most desirable holiday destinations reopens for everybody on July 15th. So it's, it's literally today. As of today, you can go to the Maldives, which oh. is, uh, we're obviously taping a day before. Right. I don't see Minot, North Dakota in here, Joe. Well, that's because I know it may seem like another country, but it's actually, uh, actually it is ours. the U.S. And funny you mentioned that. I'm I'm honing in on my schedule. I may have to take a couple podcasts off because I'm thinking of heading to North Dakota um, like a week from like about a week from now, maybe mm -hmm. a, a maybe a little less than a week from now, and uh, uh, going over there and seeing a couple baseball games and just seeing what's in North Dakota. I have never set foot in North dakota i've been to just I would about every switch state. out your license plate and just rent a local car well i, I was thinking about <laughs> renting a car uh because yeah. why put the miles on but you know i've got a convertible i would love to drive a convertible to north dakota with the top down and you know uh, the right. wind and covid blowing in your face yeah uh next up uh a bunch of famous twitter accounts have been hacked and um these are famous people and people are hacking into their accounts uh let's see what are they the uh, most famous and the richest how do how do these kind of people get their accounts compromised well i mean well, their their accounts are targeted because of who they are uh and let's see obama biden gates hacked in bitcoin scan car on wednesday apparently hacked into these twitter accounts of technology moguls politicians and major companies in this bitcoin the ruse here's how it worked Included bogus tweets from Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Mike Bloomberg. Oh, I see how that works. And a number of tech billionaires like Bezos, uh, let's see, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. The fake tweets offered to send $2,000 for every $1,000 sent to a Bitcoin address. 
Twitter uh, put out a statement noting it was aware of a security incident impacting accounts on Twitter. They're investigating, promised an update. This, this has happened before. Bill Gates wants to give you money has been out since the beginning of email, hasn't it? But it do doesn't usually have falling? the little of the little official check mark that this is Bill's account. I mean, these were coming oh, they from their it. accounts. Oh, they hacked his account. I got it. I yes, got it. Yeah. they hacked all these guys. So uh, Elon Musk is like basically saying, you know, uh, I think Bitcoin's going to do good. I'm collecting as much as I can. You send me a thousand in Bitcoin, I'll send you two thousand, and it's coming right from their accounts. Now, and so still. are people falling for it? I, it wasn't up very long. It, yeah. it, it was up and down very quickly. But what's scary is how can these guys, who are arguably some of the most rich and powerful people in the world, all get hacked? You know, if it, is it that insecure? And what's even scarier is one guy in particular who didn't get hacked but uses Twitter more than anybody, and he already says some really crazy stuff. Imagine, <laughs> yes. I mean, imagine like people if he believed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's yeah, funny. If he gets hacked, like, how did you, you know? not use his account? You would have had, they're the most gullible people there. Right. So yeah. it's kind of scary not, that any. Yeah. Are you not seeing how that, I mean, am I the only one that sees how blatantly obvious this is? I see how obvious it is, but what Joe is saying is it, it was Twitter, I believe, that was hacked, not those individual right. accounts. Well, yeah, right. but what, what I'm saying is they hack, they hack people with a, a very pronounced political leaning. Right. And they didn't hack anybody. Maybe the most um, careless Twitter user on the face of God's green earth didn't get hacked. Because he has an opposing and, political um, leaning. Do you think um, I, Obama, I, I think Biden, if, if Gates? Look, I guess. I, I think if you look at who all the hackers were four years ago, and where they mostly came from, and look at what just happened on Twitter, I think it might be easy to go round up the usual suspects. Oh, you mean Mr. Putin? You know what I'm saying. Rootin I, I think Putin? if you're hacking, if you're hacking the, the likes of Obama, Biden, Gates, you're you're not. Uh, I mean, nobody went after the friendsofrussia.com. Well, I'm Roger saying, Stone just I'm got access to a computer a couple of days ago. Maybe he's Who home knows? and he's yeah. feeling mischievous. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe, so. maybe it's Not my tin hat speaking, but I don't, you know. All right. Next up on the stories here. Uh, that is a fascinating one. Um, the first big event of 2021 has been canceled. And uh, it's a big one. It's the tell uh, me it's not New Year's Eve because we have to keep going on twenty twenty. I'm gonna no, it's the Rose Parade, first time New since Year's World Day. War II. Wow! And Joe, that you were is in the last Rose Parade, weren't you? Well, the one. Now, how, long for, uh, you, the, how long ago were you in the Rose Parade? Two, 2019. So two years okay, ago, yeah. and I got to see it firsthand. And uh, uh, for one, what a blow to the city of Pasadena. I mean, this is their total cash cow and also what a blow i went in where they do the floats and these floats are all made with live roses and live flowers and there are oh. like every little club the kiwanis club the uh you know all the, the 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 rotary the lions they all have their own floats and for literally generations they've been getting together and working on these things for weeks before and growing the roses and importing right. them and i mean this is a this is something that they work very hard on not just for uh, a few days Days, but for half a year and that's why they had to cancel now it's like we're, we're not doing it wow. they didn't want to, someone that, to do all that work right but it's right. a shame and to you can't see have the crowd. that now yeah. 
now we're 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 into 2021 officially for right. canceling cool stuff yeah it's crazy I, I we could talk a little bit about the coronavirus you know there's been things coming out that are a bit disturbing uh one people are getting reinfected just months after they've had the infection which means there's some evidence that the antibodies don't last long in human beings this could mean that vaccines won't be the silver bullet that we've assumed they would be from the very beginning it could also mean uh, like chicken pox or uh, shingles or whatever that you might get a vaccine but then get another one three months later and another one three months after that also the cdc and this was buried it was not talked about much in the news a couple weeks ago they announced their criteria for a vaccine to be accepted as effective and do you know what the criteria is well, you got to have several months of people trying it and seeing if it works. Now, that's just the process. That. That's the process. That's We're in the third stage of testing. No, in order for a vaccine to be, we're going to use it, how effective do you think it has to be? It's like 75% uh, or estimated? I would say 90%. Okay. The actual number was reported in the news, and I'm obsessive-compulsive. It's 50%. Now... I view risking my life a little bit like a game of Russian roulette. I'm, I see where you're going. But yeah. with Russian roulette, there's six chambers. So that's, uh, what's that percentage on that? 17%. Thank you. 17. Car salesmen 17. are always so handy to have on a show. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> remember, yes. Uh, how about the rust proof and the undercoating? Can you get that done too? Um, you got to have the rust and dust, Bob. Yeah. So what that means is when the vaccine comes out, like we were all of the opinion that we're going to be like, all right, let's go to the ball game. Let's get on an airplane. Let's go. On let's go to school. Let's go to a movie theater. If the vaccine is 50% effective. Oh, How's that going to change my behavior? I'll get it, but it'll be like, wait and see. I'll get it, and then I'll watch the case numbers, and until they're down to near zero, I'm still not going to do anything, right? Yeah, and if it's anything like a flu shot, it's going to have to keep changing and evolving. Some years it may work better than right. others, and, it, and unfortunately, I think that's what we're, we've, we're coming to a harsh realization here, that this isn't just kind of a temporary little speed bump this may be a before coronavirus came after coronavirus came kind of thing for potentially the rest of our lives now not yeah. to say we won't figure out how to keep it under control but uh well, maybe, we're yeah. not we haven't figured it yeah. out yet so. well it's a it's a little bit like aids in the sense that lots was done and treatment got better but it was not eliminated and they're treating it with the same uh, people and technology that they uh, worked on AIDS with. In fact, it has uh, come out in the last day or two that AIDS research has really uh, helped out a lot in uh, trying different treatments, and some of them have worked. So, uh, but it's, I mean, this is crazy. This is not, this is not, we keep... We keep being told, two weeks to safety. Remember that when uh, Vice President Pence got up there and goes, two weeks. And it was like, two weeks. And then it was like, four, maybe two months. Months is what we meant to say. Uh, well, now, 
We don't know. This is going to be around for a while. Oh, saw this story today. Llamas may be saviors in the fight against COVID-19. Like the Dalai Lama? No, actual, you know, the llamas. Furry spitting animal? Furry spitting animals. So uh, it turns out billions, make it millions of years ago, some unknown common ancestor of today's llamas, camels, and alpacas underwent an unusual genetic mutation. Uh, it gave llamas and their kin a strange type of antibody that no other mammals have. On Monday, in the journal Nature Structural and Molecular Biology, which I have to say, I let my subscription lapse, so I had to hear about it secondhand. <laughs> Researchers from Rosalind Franklin Institute and the University of Oxford, which I was accepted to, but I just didn't feel like traveling that far. They reported the discovery of two llama antibodies, only they're so unique they don't even call them antibodies. They're called nanobodies. And they seem to prevent the virus that causes COVID-19 from infecting human cells. They block and quite potently block the interaction between the virus and the human cell, says Ray Owens, professor of molecular biology at the University of Oxford. Uh, now, is this fake news? Well, it's science. Uh, it's Oxford. It hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, by the way. But it's exciting, uh, potentially. Most yeah, speech and the people... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the, the Oxford is where I suspected that the... The, the first legit vaccines would come from because they've been working on this for months and I didn't know about the llama part but they have uh, they've they've been like on the top of the list of you know if you're going to start betting on well, who's going to get this first it's those guys well here I am growing blueberries and making maple syrup when I should have an alpaca farm out backyard if <laughs> you got the room nanobody never know yeah so anyway it's interesting um we will see. Um, uh, you know, obviously, more research needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. Um, but uh, that's interesting. And I do think that in, in the long run of human history, COVID 19 is going to be credited for many medical advances because uh, even though politically we're more divided than ever, scientifically, we've never had all of humanity line up to fight a common foe with such unlimited resources. And it's pretty interesting. Okay, NASCAR is racing. And technology it's, advances, too. Oh, yeah. NASCAR technology, is racing. Technology, economic advances. Sorry. We're learning so much. Yeah. NASCAR is racing tonight with fans in the stands for the first time. And uh, where is this, Joe? Bristol, Tennessee, uh, and uh, by the time you hear this, the, the race should be done with the weather's good down there. But Bristol is pretty much the biggest uh, place you can have a sporting event. I think it holds 140,000 people, uh, and they're only going to put, I don't know, 20, 30,000. It says 30,000. So there's lots of room. There's lots of room to spread out at, at this track. Now, this is also... Where they uh, they were find the Confederate flag uh, the last race before we went virtual. This is a uh, kind of a hotbed of uh, of uh, uh, 
of uh, NASCAR and of redneckism. So they're kind of wondering how that's going to go to actually put fans in for the first time. But it'll be a good tester for the NFL and everybody else to mm. to see how it goes. And uh, 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 Bubba Wallace, unfortunately, I think he wrecked in qualifying because this is also a race. I'm not a big NASCAR follower, but this is like a chance to like win a million bucks or something. This is one of those big kind of winner take all sort of things. And, and he's already out before the race even started. So he won't get his chance to be out there, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's a test. Let's see if we can put 30,000 people outdoors. I think outdoors is the key. And I think a place like the Gorge here in Washington, Red Rocks in Colorado. I don't see why you're not thinking about having concerts there for next summer uh, because, you, yes, you're going to have to lower the capacity, but as long as you're out in the open air and as long as people are keeping their distance from each other, even if the virus is still going around, I think, uh, and that's why I'll go to Minot and watch a minor league baseball game because so I can I, I don't think you're t- supposed to call it Minot. It's Minot. Mine it. Okay, I better get that right yeah. before I show up. Well, you know, they'll, they'll clearly know you're from an infected part of the country if you don't. Well, I hear them. they're the n- nicest people. Uh, they are definitely, uh, uh, if you're going to get, uh, as, as far as how they're going to vote, maybe not the same way as me, but they they feed you like crazy. My uh, uh, Max, my student who's the play-by-play guy there, he said the first meal that he had was steak and chicken and hamburgers and ribs and you know all that not just one thing but everything they 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 are like in the south they they really throw the food out there so i'm i'm curious but i'm hoping that there will be football i'm hoping there will be crowds i heard from my season ticket guy today i don't think it's it's not sounding good there's already a couple teams that have said no, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to have anybody in the stands, even if they yeah. if they play. So yeah, I don't think we'll uh, see how it goes. Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see. But um, uh, all right, uh, to close out tonight, I did want to tell you an interesting story. I was on TV tonight. hadn't planned on it. Round here, you know, cops again? Uh, no, not cops. They canceled that. And I'm yeah. making maple syrup, not meth. So <laughs> I think I'm pretty good there. Uh, no, tonight I... Boil, boiling bad. Now we decided yeah, to name your thing. Yeah. Tonight, the Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame? I mean, you're in Vermont. That's pretty big news. I mean, it's big news anywhere, now, but that, there... Uh, that won't be news. Even if I win, I don't think that'll be news. Or I should say we win, because as far as I'm concerned, it's the Bob River show that's been nominated because I never did a show by myself. So... Uh, no, it's um, uh, there was an outdoor event tonight, and to set this up, you do know that Vermont has been the safest state in the country in recent days. Uh, we have had the lowest positive test rate, 0.5% test positive out of all the people that go and think they might have it. They all have summer colds. I read today, you guys are the kings. In yeah. Connecticut and New Jersey and everybody's doing great, but you are the single uh, best state in the country. In the country, yeah, safest. Dealing now, with this virus. At the same time that that is happening, they just found an outbreak in Manchester, New Hampshire, which is about 45 minutes from here. And it's, you know, it's close to New York, and a lot of people come up from New York because it's a really nice weekend vacation, bed and breakfasty type place. And uh, so they're trying to squash that outbreak, but we're still, 
the safest state in the country for coronavirus. And as of today, we were ranked the safest state in the nation for crime. Um, we have, and by the way, violent crime, absolutely the safest in the country. And that includes, you know, the obvious one, murder, but non-negligent manslaughter, rape, robbery, aggravated assault. I realize these aren't great premises for making funny, but we're number one. So uh, it's exciting. It's very nice. And tonight was the first outdoor live concert event, at least as far as I know, in Vermont. And it happened in a tiny little town. Uh, the town is called Proctorsville, which is right next to Cavendish. Uh, and it's just down the road a piece from Perkinsville, which is fairly near where Lisa and I are. So, you know, these are, when I say town, I mean there's a gas station, a country store, and a couple of little, you know, storefronts and churches, and a town green with a gazebo. And so this band's playing tonight. They're friends of mine. And I said, well, let me do sound for you. And I set up the mixing console and got it all uh, good. And, and, oh, we were told beforehand, the state is going to be watching this event. So masks absolutely enforced, distancing enforced, and be on your best behavior because this is sort of like a trial balloon. Yeah, this is a, this is big. It's maybe the only place in the country that this is being tried. Well, so I get there, I set up. I got there three hours early, so I have plenty of time. And as people started coming, and we were wondering, because like, it's sort of like the Impalers gigs that we did, Spike, you know, where you'd go to Bonnie Lake or whatever, and, and mm -hmm. they might have 500 or 1,000 people sitting out there. In this particular town, a little town like, you know, Proctorsville, um, you might have 50 or 60 people normally. But we were warned, since there has been no event like this, we're worried the crowd might be too big. And it turns out it was a couple hundred people, but it's a huge town green, so they could all spread out. Everybody, and, and Vermont people are, you know, Vermont people are really supportive of each other. So um, there's plenty of them that are, you know, uh, blue hat wearing and plenty of them that are red hat wearing. But if the event says, please wear a mask, everybody's very polite here. Now, we're all polite to each other here. So people, the crowd starts coming. And all of a sudden, this guy uh, doesn't tap me on the shoulder, but waves at me from six feet away. And he says, is it okay if I set up here? I'll be, you know, away from you uh, near the board here, but can I get a line out from your board for the audio? And he had one of those big monstrous television cameras. And it was, I think it was Channel 3 from Burlington. And this is a two-hour drive for them to just get here. And so I said, sure. And I gave him an audio feed and I adjusted my mask because you know, I want to look good on TV. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of an all-star band because even though it was my friend Rick and a couple of other buddies, because no musician has gotten to play outdoors, they invited 
like a who's who of well-known Vermont musicians. And they all came. And uh, like f- fish and stuff. Uh, Those are the only guys I know for Vermont. Yeah. Is it? Um, is it? Yeah, well, we had a guy who calls himself Brown Trout, but that's oh, okay. not the yeah. band. I was thinking the band. Yeah, the yeah. band. The band Fish is from Vermont. Oh, they're uh, from. Yeah, I'm not praying those guys. Oh yeah, they're like dead hands, uh, dead fans like uh, Fish. No, but the, uh, probably the most famous guy that you guys would know of is uh, the lead guitarist for Jackson Brown for 20 years. And his name is Val McCallum, and he's his uh, his dad was Charles Bronson, his mom was Jill Ireland. He wow. lives in Brentwood, but has a home in this area where he summers. And uh, he is one of the most amazing guitar players I've ever seen. And think like Lucas Nelson, that good. Uh, and he's such a great session player that they, oh, last year he did a little thing like Toy Story 4. He did the guitar tracks for that. Awesome. It, yeah, so he's he's world class. And then there were several other semi-world class guys, but they're all Vermont class. Anyway, the TV cameras stayed there and recorded the whole thing to uh, put it on the news tonight about how people are well behaved in Proctorsville. With a name like Proctorsville, I think should, gloves should be required, too. But that's a whole other... <laughs> well, that's big news. I yeah. mean, live music, that's something yeah. that uh, I, we would love to be able to do. They've canceled our Newcastle days. I mean, er- everything around And there's no spike canceled. in the Impalers shows with social distancing. We, we've not we've had every show this year canceled. Yeah, that sucks. Every single one. That's awful. And there's nobody that needs relief more than than the entertainment industry. I know that 600 bucks a week is maybe going to run out here at the end of this month. And now I'm really kind of a booster of if anybody needs to keep getting this money, it's musicians and actors and everybody in entertainment. How about anybody who not- works in a restaurant, too? Well, they're, they're, some of them are working. I mean, yeah. the, the, some of them are going back to, to business, but they're the, the first people to get shut down and the last people to come back yeah. are your live entertainers. Yes, I mean, that's right. The, the, the restaurant person can sit there and make you a salad bar, but they can't play a song for you. I mean, it's, a, it's really, really, a, it's going to be a, a dire situation for a lot of musicians. Yeah. Uh, Spike, did you happen to listen to the end of the podcast the other night? I did not. I've been kind of, we've been packing up the bungalow and okay. moving in this week. When so you get a chance. a chance, we played uh, the Robert Duvall interview. And no we, kidding. And we played the um, you singing Slow Ride with Foghat at the end of it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going there from here. <laughs> okay, that's good. Enjoy. Uh, we also, I'm trying to think of something to put on at the end of the show tonight. What, any suggestions? Uh, well, I, I will tell you one thing I see, and I don't know if, uh, if you want to get to it today or not, but a guy that got his start on our show, I saw him playing at a, at a, a horse racetrack, uh, and I said, this guy is amazing, and actually my friend Mike was the one who was insisted on how amazing he was, and Aaron Jones is now, uh, he's with Big Machine Records, his, his new record just came out, and it's, uh, number 23 on Billboard. Wow. One. 
and uh, he's he's rolling. I mean, he's right. on the same label as uh, Lady A used to be Lady Annabellum and yeah. Florida Georgia Line and all these guys. So so I've got Aaron's new song, and then I know we've had a few good interviews with him over the let's years. Let's look so. for him. All right, let's close out with Aaron Jones. This is his new single. Do you know the name of it, Joe? It is. Uh, let's see. I will grab it. And before, just super oh, I quickly, got it. we take me lean. Uh, it's uh, no. It is uh, take me away. Take me away. Oh, take me away. Okay. Yep. This is Aaron it, Jones. Uh, I'll find a great classic cut if I can find an interview of his. We'll play that. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Everybody, stay safe. Aaron Jones, that's amazing. I know. And it, and now that he is, I mean, he's out there, he's getting worldwide press, but 
he can't go out on tour. I no. mean, to show how amazing he is. We got to get this live music thing going again. All right. Let's uh, quickly thank our new patrons and tell our regular patrons how much fun we had with the Zoom meeting. I recommend we do that again, maybe once a quarter or maybe once bi-monthly or something. As it was so much fun. Uh, that, and I'd like to keep it special uh, and and make it just for the people who sign up as patrons. Uh, who do we have to thank this week, Joe? Well, let's start with uh, Brian Johnson, who was there. He wanted to say thanks again for the Zoom meeting and a great time. He had a couple thoughts. Well, we have a corporate sponsor level if somebody wanted to have their business sponsored. So that's something to think about. And he says, you asked what do we want? He says, uh, he says he thinks that a recipe trading place would be great. He loves to cook. We've talked about recipes. He said, Bob, mm -hmm. I love uh, to hear more about your syrup and how you make it. Spike, uh, do more voices. That is always great. Uh, Joe, keep doing what you're doing. But most importantly, guys, don't vanish on us again. My first radio broke up, breakup crushed my heart. Uh, that's from Brian. Um, a new patron, Mark Johnson, says, Dang it, I told myself to get the patron set up so I could attend the Zoom meeting uh, at 6.30. Unfortunately, I forgot until 6.40 the night of the show. Understandably late. Can't figure out how to get on the Zoom, but I'm now a patron, and I will be at the next one, a self-inflicted problem. Uh, I love being involved. Also, new patrons, you got to love a couple named Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill Loveland, uh, brand new patrons, signed <laughs> up uh, today. Uh, Where do they live? Angie, uh, you know, that's the information we Capital don't Hill, get. First Hill. Uh, On the web. You know, that, that's, 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 we get their email, we get their donation, but we don't get their uh, actual where they're from. That's something maybe we could add. Angie Shepard has signed up. KJ Lang has signed up. Uh, Mark, who I just read, uh, was a little late for the Zoom meeting, but he did sign up to be a patron. And uh, Jamie Bronski also signed up. So we seem to be getting uh, a few every day. That's awesome. Bob, Spike, and Joe. I have so many MySpace friends now. Or Face Page, My Book. What's Face, it called? Facebook. Oh, Facebook. You're on the cutting edge, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm on the slicing edge. <laughs> um, and I was playing with it yesterday, and I realized that friends are uh, high, these friends are high maintenance. Okay. They're inviting me for various things. Okay. And so far, and no offense to anybody, so far I'm clicking ignore on everything. Mm -hmm. Not because I intend to always be that way. But because I, 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 I'm just frightened. I'm new to the room, and mm -hmm. uh, people are inviting me to give my opinions on Beatle albums and, and join discussion groups. and Like, I had 37 requests to do things yesterday, and I was like, I'm busy. Uh, no offense. 
but I'm going to ignore. I, I wish there was a button to ignore. Eat, just ignore all. It doesn't okay. doesn't have that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, there, actually, dip there is. Your toe in. <laughs> there, there is a button for that. There is. Yeah, it's an off button on your computer. <laughs> I know. I know. Ignore the whole thing. Uh, you can. There is a button. If somebody is particularly pesky, you can say. Ignore everything this person. Oh, has. I don't want to do that. No, because I'm I'm enjoying this, mm-hmm. but I'm still voyeuristically enjoying it. I haven't like put my own thoughts up there yet, and uh, I I don't know how many friends I have. Uh, I lost track after a couple of hundred. How much personal information of your own is up there? Ooh, uh, other than just name, n- just rank, n- my and name, and yeah, not a lot yet. It? Yeah, okay. I, I'm thinking, and, and you know that's a, that's a difficult thing. I want to I want to participate in this me- new media revolution, mm-hmm. and I want to be giving, and I want to, and I want to join, and I want to be uh, give everybody the virtual hug that they seem to crave every ten minutes. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> lonely type But you I, can't change <laughs> overnight. No, and I, I can't change. Thank you, <laughs> uh, and I'm and I'm not sure how fast it's all going to come. So, uh, well, you've only put your toe in the water, and you've already got a pack of piranha nibbling at your yeah, little. Right. Well, it's Imagine fun putting more info out there. It's fun because I, I what I was doing was voyeuristically looking into other people's lives who were willing mm-hmm. to share stuff. And that's the part that's fascinating to me, is that each individual, each one of you listening now, if you're on that uh, service, the Facebook, each one of you is in the same business I am. That business is broadcasting a part of yourself for the hopeful interaction and amusement of others. It used to be, in order to do that, you had to sleep with some program director or... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to look at you. <laughs> Pointed right at her, folks. Unbelievable. Well, I think she turned down all those advances and still got in. But she had talent. Awesome. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it used to be that you had to break into the business, right. as they used to say, in order to broadcast. Now, every individual, even if you're in an African village with one of those $100 PCs that they're giving out now. The ones that run on a crank. Have yeah, you seen those? I have. Even the, even at that level, you can now globally broadcast your ideas, your thoughts, your present status, single, thinking about it, confused. It's complicated. <laughs> Love that one. But, but I mean, these are all uh, these are all fa- fantastical uh, advances in in civilization itself, in civilization itself. Because in early civilization, you had the tribe. The tribe would have a leader. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, poke various things through parts of his body and tattoo and paint himself and be bigger. You know, he'd ruffle himself up. They didn't have transmitter towers in those days. Look at my hat. It's got a gecko. King yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian. Yeah. And he would be the guy. <laughs> yeah. And he was the first broadcaster. And he had power. And he would, you know, have the choice, his choice of the women and his... Uh, but, but but he would order the people to attack other villages and and rape and pillage and bring them into the fold. But hadn't he ascended to that position through either bloodline or conquest or accomplishment? Depending on uh, and Eric, this is a good time for you to jump. But depending on the region, the yeah. period in history, the tribal. Uh, but he had to prove himself a worthy leader. Is my point? Otherwise, the uh, tribe went off a cliff. Well, otherwise he got killed. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Although. It, 
inheritance was a, a big role in this because if your father was chief and then you would take over conceivably unless you did something really really bad and then your right spike he would I, be I point to the years of Prince Charles as a perfect example <laughs> you know some people just have it handed to them yeah and so uh so what do we have now we have anybody can essentially run for chief on the internet Anybody can run for chief of your of your yeah. moment, not necessarily of your whole life. They're not going to run anything. Uh, but uh, once someone posts himself as, here's what I'm doing now, and says, look at me. Here's what I believe. Here's my opinion. The yeah. bloggers have taken over the journalists of the world. And, and, I, and I quote the great movie, uh, The Incredibles. Which one of the greatest movies ever made? Yeah. Yeah. When everybody's when special. When our... When era... When... Th- when our philosophy is buried somewhere so that people can unearth it, mm-hmm. you know, after our civilization is long gone, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Incredibles will be, there'll be a DVD. Look it. to the Incredibles for okay. life's wisdom. Uh, when everyone is special, then no one is special. And I believe that. When everybody's got a voice, then no voice matters. You do believe that. I do believe I believe that. the exact opposite of that. Welcome to the program. Hey, it's buddy. nice to meet you. Good to see you. <laughs> I be- I've always believed that everyone is equally special. Didn't Obama say that and got into trouble? What did he say? Oh, no, he was talking about the Special Olympics. <laughs> I broadcast like a Special Olympian. Next thing you know, here's some guy Mensa grad Special Olympian. Now, see, you don't believe that? That, that, there's, um, a, that? that there's brilliance? We talked about that yesterday. There's brilliance in everybody. There is, but it's, it gets washed out in the ocean of idiocy that hits the beach. Maybe there's one smart wave hitting the beach, but in this, in this avalanche of, of total blah. See, I look at the ocean of idiocy differently than you do, too. Yeah. I find it refreshing. It cools me off. I find it a riptide <laughs> pulling me out of the sea as I scream to the lifeguard who's hit I on a girl it, near I, me. I find it a reminder that I don't have to be right all the time, that nobody does and nobody can. I find that people are counting on you to be right. They, they, they come here because they can count on you to have an entertaining and an interesting point of view. Yes, but it's a buffet. It's an opinion buffet. <laughs> you don't have to eat it. Joe? <laughs> well, I'll tell no, you. You're strangely silent. The idiot- this is buffet. That's your entry point. <laughs> the idiocy is strangling the brilliance, and there's not going to be anything for the idiots to talk about when all the brilliance is gone. Hence the closure of the newspapers. If there aren't professionals to report and write things... How can you blog? I mean, how can you talk about things you don't know about, or at least this have is heard the about uh, this is the old guy opinion. This is the big worry that is uh, this opinion is broadcast a lot these days. That because the blogger heads are bringing down the established pillars of of style and grace and journalism and writing and reporting, mm-hmm. that they're destroying everything now. Yes, they are. And there but, are. But, but, <laughs> but. but. <laughs> Thank God there's a but. But, Joe, what does cream always do? Rise to the top. Thank you. Until I, you drink the Until you drink As long as it was edible, milk. I knew he would be able to answer the question. But going back what, to that beach what, what, analogy, what, so yeah. does that stinky fish foam. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. And, and what Red tide, Bob. What a, and by the way, stinky fish foam has always risen to the top. Uh, no no media right outlet has ever gone broke. Uh, you know, pandering to the lowest common denominator. That's not a new thing. What do pearls do? They hide in oysters. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know how many oysters you got to open before you find a pearl? Right. Lots of them. So the Internet... There's uh, a bunch of oysters out there on the beach, and you well, will it's a, find some it's pearls. It's a process of discovery. But as those are discovered, those pearls are discovered, what happens? 
your tribes, hands, your hands are ripped to shreds on the other oyster. <laughs> tribes of people coalesce around them, right, and make them famous and bring them to cream. To, they turn into cream. Well, well that's, then them. that's a cyclical thing. You're saying we have to go through this blogosphere yes. time to get to the good part again. Look, look at where Mount St. Helens erupted twenty some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. There's blueberries growing there now. Previously, if you were hungry for a blueberry, there was no chance. There were big, towering trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep going with the food, Joe. I want, I want you to stay with us. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that's the argument now is that the... Uh, well, the inmates are running the asylum is the analogy yeah. I, I like to think for bloggers. This Facebook, though, I've got a bunch of questions about that. You were talking about the status. I understand... You know, married, single, all that. But there's another one that says like interest, interested in, or prefers. And I like I. There's one guy I know from high school. He's a he's a Top Gun fighter pilot. And it says interested in men. I don't think he's interested in men. I mean, he's he's got kids and stuff. That doesn't mean your preference, right? It means your sexual preference. I don't think so. Because no. <laughs> that's why I believe what it's there for. Well, this girl Someone I, could let us know. Yeah, this girl I had a crush on in fifth grade says interested in men and women. Now I did find that a little bit arousing when I read it, but I I think it means you're interested in talking friends. to having friends that are. Men. Well, are they single or are they? Well, I, these are people I haven't seen in many years. But it's complicated. <laughs> I, I don't think I thought One, they, interested in going to the danger zone. Yeah. Trevor and Lacey. Hello, Trevor. Oh, calling a bull shrimp on Joe. He said something about all journalism was prized. I've never read a newspaper that was not biased towards the people that owned, owned the newspaper. True journalism would be unbiased. Yeah, Show me a, yeah. show me a true journalist. Well, I don't believe in the word unbiased. I don't think yeah, anybody I think is that's unbiased. A, I think that's a, a standard that people try to reach, but it's sort of uh, unreachable. The editor stops them before it hits the... Yeah, the good print. point. Good well, point. well, but the editor is then using his own bias. Right, but I'm just saying a true journalist would provide an unbiased opinion. And Trevor, for the purposes of uh, finding the unicorn, name one. I'm just—I'm not saying there are any. Well, it's an ideal, as Maura said. It doesn't exist. Just like there used to be statesmen, but now we have politicians. Oh, you, you mentioned—I'm oh, with them on that on that are plank. You? Yeah, yeah, I believe that plank completely. Statesmen used to be um, caring about the growth of a nation and the growth of people. Politicians yeah. are mostly interested, and it may be a blanket statement, in a career their own. Yes. But see, exactly, their own, not mine, their own. A statesman would be concerned with my career and your career and the career of our country. You mentioned the key word, editor. See, in the blogosphere, there is no editor. What I like about a newspaper is that there's somebody going, yeah, that's that's an idiot. I'm not going to... But an editor, him. what's the difference between an editor and a censor? Uh, there can only be so much, and you take the no, best. No, there's no limit in the, on the Internet. There's there, the, the editor is the tribe which decides which cream rises, cream or fish guzz rises to the top. <laughs> right. But there's a, there's That's a, the tribe, there's is a, the editor. There's a limit to my time of day and my brain. So and you I, look for the cream, you look for the people you trust who uh, and the blogs you trust and the, and the people you've found that you like, right? Yes. Okay. And those are the... So what's wrong with that? Those are the pros, the people who are going out of business because there's so many people willing to do their job for free. Trevor, thank you. 1-800-252-1025. That's the real problem. People are willing to do it for free. 
But Joe has a good point because the people who get paid are paid to spend time and investigate and look at different angles, and then they've got the editors, and they've got two and three different, you know, not to mention the, account- they have the to accountability through. that goes with that profession, which yeah. does not exist in the blog world. Right. And there get- is no accountability, and people believe that if I read it here, it's got to be real or true. Well, reader beware. How can a guy like we just talked to go on blog and cr- like crazy about how biased the media is if there is no media to be biased? I mean, that that's where all the bloggers are getting Should around. we be federally bailed out? Uh, you know, there's a good case for that, yeah. Really? What is it? Well, the newspaper business has been around a lot longer than the car business. It's been a lot more essential to the formation of our government and our Fourth country. Fourth state, after all, yeah. Yeah. Should scribes be, should you be just hired by the government? Would you to like be to a be scribe? a government scribe, though? Would you like to be. Hey, hey, <laughs> The park where the pedophiles work has been cleansed! <laughs> Send forth thy children to a pedophile park with ease and confidence! How are you gonna know if you're you never don't... gonna know? Exactly. <laughs> He's right. Nobody's gonna blog about that stuff. I wish uh-huh. I had a bell. That would have been perfect for the bell. <laughs>
Let your light shine down